You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Hey there, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Run the Riot podcast. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about a race I did this past weekend, the North Fork 50 Mile. And uh, I just thought it would be interesting uh, to let you guys listen in as I talk to my coach, Cliff Pittman, about about the race. So it's kind of a race report, but it's also uh, Cliff dropped some nuggets about some of the good, the bad, and the ugly that was uh, a I experienced along the way, and we kind of talk about some things I could have done better, uh, some things, just lessons learned, you know? Yeah, I hope you can get a bunch out of it. It's a good race, and this will help you know a little bit more of what to expect if you go do the race. So, ah, before we get started, we've got to thank our sponsors. The first is Exoskin. Exoskin is seamless athletic apparel, 100% made in the USA, great at reducing friction, and that stuff hates moisture, and it kills odor-causing bacteria. I wore the XO toes, I wore the the shorts and the calf sleeves this weekend for the race that you're about to hear me talk about. Um, Keeps you comfortable in all conditions, dramatically reducing the risk of chafing, blisters, and hot spots. My feet stayed happy. Uh, My calves too. (laughs) Uh, They just launched their uh, aligner short underwear that's getting awesome reviews uh, for comfort and performance. It's got a two-way stretch XO waistband that's never been done before in seamless apparel. Really good stuff. And uh, if you go to the website www.exoskin.us and you use the code RUNTHERIOT, R-U-N-T-H-E-R-I-O-T, you get a discount, uh, 20% discount. And every product is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Wear it for 30 days. If you're not totally happy with the product, they give you a full refund. So check that out at www.exoskin.us and use the code RUNTHERIOT at checkout for a 20% discount. And we're also brought to you by Runner's World Tulsa. You're in the Tulsa area. Uh, Runner's World Tulsa needs to be the place where you, that's the place you go. You need something for running. 5Ks to 100 miles to even beyond. Just go there. They've got packs. They've got electrolytes. They've got nutrition. They've got shoes. They've got socks. They've got it all. Just go to Runner's World Tulsa. If you're not in the area, you can go to www.runnersworldtulsa.com. You can also check out the races they put on by clicking on the races link in the toolbar on top. And we're also brought to you by the Outlaw Race Series. Check out these races. They are amazing. There's the Flat Rock Triple Crown in Independence, Kansas. The Lake McMurtry Run in Stillwater. Flower Moon in Pawhuska. The Dark and Dirty coming up in Wilburton. The Thunderbird in Norman. And the flagship race, the Outlaw 100. There are races from 135 miles all the way down to a 5K. Um, that it's, it's a tough race, but it's an awesome race. Man, all of these are great trail races put on by great people. Uh, they are friends of mine, but... Uh, I would tell you if it wasn't good, but they're good, man. People enjoy their races. Um, so before we get started, um, I want to thank all of you who have rated the podcast. Go to iTunes. If you like the podcast, give it a five-star rating. A little bit of what, you know, put in a little bit of what you like about it. And then uh, I also want to thank you guys who are Patreon supporters. Those of you who have gone to the website, www.runtheriot.run. Click on that Patreon link and and just threw a few bucks a month, man, it helps. Uh, you know, a couple bucks from a whole bunch of people per month uh, really helps to keep the podcast going. So I appreciate you guys. Y'all are awesome. And so uh, I think that's it before we get started. So, so let's truck along i guess truck along is that is that a thing <laughs> let's run along the trail and have a discussion about the north fork 50 mile with my coach cliff pittman We got a treat for you today on the Run the Riot podcast. I ran a race this past weekend, uh, the North Fork 50 mile in Colorado. And, you know, after races, uh, I've talked to you before about my coach, Cliff Pittman. After races, it's good to do like a debriefing and talked about what worked, what didn't work. And I thought it would be really good uh, to let you guys listen in on the conversation and, you know, just 
learn what, what we're learning while we're doing this thing. So Cliff, welcome again to the show or you're a repeat guest, man. So, you know, you like part of the show. I love it. I'm honored. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> no, glad 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 to have you here, man. And, and I and I I'll say this: not just I appreciate your, uh, you know, all that you do for the running community, the stuff you put out there. That you don't hoard your knowledge. You're always eager to share and help. And uh, you know, I, I don't know. I've done I've done quite a bit of racing and and done some stuff, but uh, I'm learning from you, and I appreciate your input into my training. And uh, it's been fun, man. You've been working my working my butt hard. <laughs> <laughs> you have been putting in the work, man. Yeah, yeah no, I, no, I appreciate it. And, and, you know, the thing is, is I don't, I don't have any secrets. Um, you know, everything that I apply in, in my coaching is basic training principles that we, we know through, you know, exercise physiology and, um, everybody has access to that. And, um, you know, I think the, the, if, if there's a secret, it's just in the the process of establishing relationships and gaining trust. Yeah. But yeah, I don't like to, like you said, you know, I don't like to hoard anything because um, I don't really have anything that's not available to, to people already. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't <laughs> Nothing know. special about me. <laughs> well, and, I, and I, that's one of the things I appreciate about you because, like, I I'm the same. That anything, if if I learn something that helps me. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I do the podcast and how you and I kind of became friends online too. just, you know, just sharing information, just whatever here. Hey, here's what worked for me. And here's what I've learned and here's what not to do, you know? So, <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, well, let's, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about the North Fork 50 mile, um, to give a little, a little history, um, for those listening. Um, I, I did this in 2019. I did the race previously and um enjoyed it i had a blast it was a good race um it's in buffalo creek colorado starts at um i believe like around 6500 elevation goes up to about 8500 feet of elevation and um it's just a it's a beautiful race like like so many mountain races in colorado and i wanted to do it again i thought it was perfect for for training um and i was signed up for it last year and of course a lot of stuff didn't happen last year. So, um, anyway, we, we, we both thought it would be good as part of my training and do a little, little extra day after. And, uh, man, I, so let, let's talk real quick about, okay, is, is this is going to be part of my training. I'm training for the triple crown of two hundreds. And, um, let's talk about real quick cliff on, on my, my training thus far, you know, how, uh, what I, you know, what you've been doing with me, leading up to this. So, you know, we have a little, that part of the history, my training history. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, we started in our first phase. We did, we did a little recovery phase after love it and uh, got your legs back under you and got recovered. And then we started off with the, the most intense, high intensity training phase and also the lowest volume training phase with, with VO2 max work. Yep. And so we really worked on those hard, high intensity intervals, improving your aerobic capacity, your, your high ceiling for fitness. And then um, we progressed into a lactate threshold phase where we extended those intervals out from, you know, typically three, four minute intervals. We extended those out to eight, nine, 10, or even 12 minute intervals at a slightly lower intensity uh, while we simultaneously started increasing your volume. And that's a really tough phase to get through that lactate threshold work, man, because it's, it's a great combination of high intensity and high volume at the same time. Um, and it's just, it's really hard work. Um, and then yes. just recently, <laughs> and then just recently we, we transitioned into your endurance block and that's where we start getting, um, you know, each phase more and more specific to what these two hundreds are going to require of you. Um, we're still, you know, far, far enough out that, um, we do have some intensity in your training with the steady state intervals, but the volume is really ramping up the intensity is starting to come down more. Um, we're going to start incorporating more hiking into your training and this 50 miler that we turned into a, a two day training camp, yeah. um, was really, really well placed, you know, as far as your, your progression goes, um, to start getting out and, you know, exposure to out at altitude, um, get into those type of elements and then, um, just really kind of be forced to, 
to grind it out, you know, and uh, <laughs> in a tough environment and um, get you to incorporate more hiking. And, and really, you know, I think one of the best things about this, I don't want to go too far into your, to your race before you get into it, but yeah, just, no, right. you know, shining a spotlight on some of the things that we need to focus on and, and work on. And this, this is the time when we start doing it. And so you, you kind of got an opportunity to get out there and, and face some adversity at a perfect time in your, in your progression to say, okay, well, these are, these are some areas that we're going to, we're going to nail down and, and perfect with when it matters the most later on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'll say this, this is one of the things that, you know, cause I, I, I coach some athlete, a few athletes and stuff. And but this is one of the things I value. Cause I, I, I messaged you, I was still have to, after the race and we'll get into it delirious, but I'm like, all right, we need to unpack this and it's somebody else to bounce things off of. And let's talk through this and, and, um, you know, give, get some clarity. And because like you said, this, this was a training race. And so even if I would have DNA, whatever, you know, it was, it was all to, to learn and, uh, ended up training a little more hiking than, uh, than I planned on, but, but, you know, Hey, it's good. Uh, so that's good. Uh, yeah. That's what you can expect when you're running 200. So yeah, exactly. So, uh, and just, just for the listeners too, I also, uh, I'll be doing the, the silver rush 50 also as another, um, training race with some, uh, some, uh, I guess some, uh, probably hiking and, and, uh, you know, some, a few, like a three day training weekend, um, uh, later on. So, um, I don't know. I, I like being able to incorporate races like that. If you can leave your ego and not run, you know, crazy and blow yourself out or try to do, try to win everything or whatever, you know, I, I wouldn't win silver rush anyway, but anyway, it just, you know, it's good. It's good. If you can utilize that, it gives you some good dress rehearsals. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And aid stations. And aid stations. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that was the goal for, for North Fork. The goal was to go in, uh, it was training. It was, um, so we did, we did just a little mini taper, uh, right before, um, I think, uh, my, my volume was a little lower Saturday, the, the weekend previous, and then we kept it, you know, short recovery runs the week of. So, uh, it wasn't a full, you know, two, three week taper, you know, that might do for an A race. So, um, but my legs felt pretty good. Uh, shakeout run the day before was fun. Uh, I didn't do anything crazy. It was a little half an hour out there and I was just, just enjoying myself. Um, and, uh, so, um, that all that being said, I camped out, did, did truck camping, uh, got, had a, a day there to set everything up, kind of plan everything out, felt good. Uh, got up that morning, uh, ate my breakfast, um, ate what I normally eat before races, not what I normally eat at home. I, I like I did a sandwich, uh, which is I do that a lot before uh, races. Um, it just works well, uh, sandwich. And then I had, um, oh, I'm still getting all the, the spring energy names down. What's the uh, what's the oatmeal breakfast wolf thing? Pack. The wolf pack. There you go. So I had that about an hour before um, and the race started. And I have to say the first couple miles, um, my legs felt heavy and I don't know why, you know, I'm not, not, I could have been still adjusting to altitude. Uh, you know, we're at 6,500 feet. Um, but that happens a lot. Uh, a lot of races just start like that, you know, cause we, you know, for ultras, a lot of it, we don't warm up. They had some guys out there doing some, uh, karaoke, some high kicks and doing all the drills. But, you know, a lot of times we just, we just warm up on the race. You know, when you got 50 miles, you got plenty of time. And so, uh, I did settle in after the first couple miles felt a little bit better. Um, it was cool whether it was like in the fifties, uh, getting up into the sixties, uh, sun wasn't out yet. It felt good. Um, and, uh, so, you know, just kind of, settled in doing my thing that the, I sent you a picture that they, they took. It was of me when I was able to get some nutrition. I had a, 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 a gel uh, in my, uh, in my hand, but anyway, so it was going pretty decent. I, I was taking my time. I knew it was a training race. And then, um, you know, as, as the morning went on and it warmed up, started um, just, you know, feeling like my stomach wasn't quite right. Um, and just, just having some issues, like just not feeling uh, and, and I guess that it was about mile early mile 22 things started getting kind of funky. Like I was kind of cramping a little bit, uh, in my, my calves and, and legs. Um, 
yeah, it, it was, it got a little rough. Um, and so, but there were a lot of people struggling when the sun came out, uh, I, it was a lot of exposed area up at altitude. Um, so, uh, I, I know I probably wasn't drinking. I'm not used to the drier air. So I didn't realize how much I was sweating till later on when my elbows were white and our, my legs, I could just like probably scrape salt off of it and put it in my food gross but (laughs) just um anyway so probably wasn't hydrating properly for the dry altitude um and then when my stomach got funky wasn't i was kind of trying to let it settle and but and wasn't eating and uh you know i purposefully slowed myself down but um I sat down at some aid stations man like before even 25 just just real briefly just to try to let everything settle. So it was unusual. And I hate that because like, like I, I sat down for a 50 miler, I don't sit down for a hundred milers, you know, it's like, what? Um, so um, probably a lot of things to, you know, to, to unpack I mentally, um, you know, when I started having trouble early, I, I was thinking, man, this is, this is not good. This is um, you know, but, but I, I, you know, thought, man, I could just drop out of this thing. I don't want to hurt anything, but you know, what can I, I don't think I can hurt myself. So I'm just going to keep, keep going. Um, and, and, you know, just, just keep cruising, try to figure out what I can do here. Uh, try to, try to figure out what, you know, and try to, try to get down a uh, drink, try to get down uh, food. And uh, I just I really, man, I, I ended up slugging out a lot of it, just, just getting it done, hiking every uphill, um, running slow, running decently the, the downhills and uh, slowly the flats and just picked it off an aid station at a time. Uh, a lot, there are a lot of people, you come around a curve in the sun, it'd be somebody sit kind of squatted on a rock in the shade where they could find it. And they were like, I'm just trying to cool off. Uh, there were people throwing up all over the place. Um, a guy got hauled off, uh, brought back to the start finish cause he was peeing blood. And so it was a rough day for a lot of people. So, uh, I didn't, I mean, I didn't feel too, too bad, but, um, you know, I mean, if, I felt bad for them too, but, um, sure. it, I wasn't the only one. So, um, so anyway, that's, that's in a nutshell, the way the race, I, I finished the race, I got it done. Uh, I threw up at mile 41. I was like, finally, I'm keeping calories and, and water down at an aid station. I left the aid station. We had a little loop, got about 50 yards away and all that came up. And I was like, oh, Lee, man, I ate that watermelon like four hours ago. In there. <laughs> so, um, but it was funny cause I was holding a little, you know, my cup of, of Coca-Cola when I, when I, when I threw up. And I just kind of, I looked at it and saw what was, what was in it. And I looked at my Coke and I, I just started sipping my Coke and kept power hiking for the loop. Like, all right, I guess I'm going to finish this, this way. And, uh, you know, hike the loop. And, and then I, I did the last nine miles on Coca-Cola and, and water. <laughs> Cause yeah. that's all I could do. <laughs> that was all I could do. But at that 41 mile aid station, there was a guy there, uh, when I got there and he ended up, they, they had to, they, uh, he dropped right there, man. And he, he looked bad. Uh, and there was another one with the shakes. He couldn't stop shaking and he ended up passing me up later. So, um, wow. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting race. So, uh, all that in a nutshell, you know, we, and, uh, and we've got a bunch of notes here to talk through and I probably can fill in the gaps, but that's just kind of the race didn't go like I thought it would. Um, and we can discuss a few reasons why um, uh, I, I shared a little bit before to, with you guys. I did it. I, I've done the race before, uh, but it wasn't the same race. It was different directors. They changed the course and they did a great job. I'm not down, down, you know, downing them or anything. It was a good race, but they changed the course, had another thousand feet of gain and uh, it was hot. So um, maybe I was expecting 2019 North Fork and I got, 2021 North Fork. (laughs) So what do do you think about that, Cliff? What are your thoughts just on that in a, in a, you know, in a Mm -hmm. nutshell? Yeah. So I think, you know, given the fact that it was um, a training weekend, we didn't put as much um, prep into some of the details that we would do for an A race. That's true. And um, you, you went into this anticipating, like you just said, uh, 2019 experience things were different mm-hmm. and um, because of that it highlighted 
some some strategies that we had in place that didn't necessarily apply to the environmental conditions of yeah. this race. And so um, we didn't. It, it seems like we didn't adapt to altitude um, because of that. That was a chain reaction, likely that threw off um, your hydration strategy, nutrition strategy. Um, which will throw off RPE and everything else. Now, um, you know, when we think about altitude, it, it's no different than if we, you know, we're really accustomed to the the heat and the humidity down humidity down here in the south. Yeah. And you know, in the springtime when it starts getting warm and humid, and if you were to think of somebody, you know, far up north coming down, and then you know the next day going out for a 50 mile run and the heat and humidity that we have here, they're yeah. going to experience the exact same type of struggle because it's, it's an additional stress mm-hmm. that the body is not used to. Yeah. And so in addition to running 50 miles, your body is also, oh, what's going on with this, you know, oxygen, you know, lack, lack of oxygen saturation and uh, not able to, to get in as much, you know, per breath and, um, all that that entails. So, um, because of that stress, your body has to work harder than it typically would. That might explain why the legs are a little bit fatigued early on. Yeah. Um, and it also would explain why you're having trouble keeping down calories, why you're sweating extra. Um, so your sweat rate increased. And we had a hydration strategy based on a previous sweat rate test in different environmental conditions. Yeah. And so that's going to be, you know, that's going to throw everything off. Um, Whenever there's blood flow that's going to your skin in order to attempt to cool you off through sweat, that blood flow is not available to go to the gut in order to absorb and, and digest and process nutrients. Yeah. And so because of that, your gut wasn't as efficient and you weren't able to keep down calories. Yeah. So multiple chain reactions going on in your body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was just wreaking havoc on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that's a, a physiologically speaking, some explanations as to as to why you experience those things. And, um, you know, if we were to look forward, how we could uh, better prepared or how we can apply these lessons learned to you know your next 50 milers uh silver hills and then also um you know with the 200s is uh coming up with a good strategy as far as arrival and you know a little bit earlier on race day and i think that you already have that kind of planned out but you know when you can get there earlier and you can be there for several days and you can adapt to the altitude. Um, you might've experienced a little bit of altitude sickness during the race because you arrived the day before. Yeah. And so it hits you in the middle of your race. And yeah. so whenever you're able to get there, you know, several days earlier, you're able to get that out of the way with, and you're therefore adapted whenever, you know, the gun goes off. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's just weird how, you know, um, I don't know how, how things can go south so quick. And it's kind of like the domino effect, you know, one, all our systems affect each other. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I was expecting, uh, you know, just a cruising day and have, have a good time and, uh, ended up with something totally different, but I still, like you said, number one, the benefit of thinking through, um, all, all the things and, you know, figuring out, okay, this didn't work. Let's, let's unpack it and let's figure out what we need to do for a races, but also um, to be able to go through that and still push through and, and keep, keep my head about me, you know, and like my headspace, like, you know, I had some, I had some pretty good, pretty lows when you, when you have zero energy, here's something that's interesting. Um, uh, I don't know, f- physiologically while I'm processing the mental things, like I'm trying to figure out what's going on, you know, and of course, when you get really dehydrated, you're thinking it's not the best. Um, but one of the things I noticed, I, I-, I was thinking like, I felt like my heart was, you know, I'd stop and like bend over a little bit, but my heart rate wasn't that high. My body was just, just weak. And, and it was, my heart was pumping hard, uh, 
because I was dehydrated, but my heart rate, I, I went back and looked at it. I was like, my heart rate wasn't like it felt. Like I felt like it was crazy, but it was just, I don't know, you know, you're just in a weird state at the time. And, um, but, but anyway, just going through and processing and, and thinking, okay, I just need to keep moving. And, and this was a good race. There were, there were, um, eight stations every five and a half miles. Some of them, some of them a little shorter, but most of them about five and a half miles. So it wasn't a whole lot to, okay, I just got to get to that next one, make sure I have what I need and, and, you know, march forward and, and, and go. And so, um, there was, you know, once I had that initial thought about dropping, you know, you, you know, it pops into your head, like, ah, oh, this is early. It's going to be a long day. It's like, no, I'm going to use this as a, a, an opportunity. And I guess it's going to be, let's practice my hiking. Let's, uh, let's get some good downhill running, which I was able to get. There's a few spots, man, where you could run downhill for like a mile. And so I just, I embraced that and I was able to do that well. And I was like, that's, it's good workout. I, I can't get that where I am right now. And so, um, you know, those kind of thoughts, looking at the positive of it, uh, really helped me. It gave me something to, to, okay, this is good. This is training. This is, you know, to get me tougher. Um, while I'm suffering through the race and, and, All right, we'd like to thank our sponsor, the Screaming Monkey 100. The Screaming Monkey 100 has become known as the preeminent race in North Louisiana. This event, located at the Monkey Trails mountain bike course near Shreveport, has 11 miles of challenging, hilly, and technical single track. The race director has included another 4.5 miles of perimeter logging road, gravel, and pavement to make it a varied and interesting 15.5-mile loop. Runners can choose a distance between 10K all the way up to 100 miles. Now, this race... It's nestled between an abandoned prison, a veteran cemetery, and a national chimpanzee sanctuary. How cool is that? You can hear the chimps caterwaul during the race. You can listen to the calming tones of the bells chime at the cemetery and run through the shadows of an abandoned guard tower. Totally awesome. The Screaming Monkey 100 can be found on ultrasignup.com. And listeners of this show who use the code, listen to the code, run the riot one, two, three, all one word, run the riot one, two, three, will enjoy the only discount available for this race. That's a 10% discount off their entry. Back to the show. So, yeah, so many good things you can take away from this. So many, you know, opportunity to practice mental strategies to, um, you know, you're really fit. It's not that many 50 milers are going to take you into a paint cave yeah. unless you're just, you know, racing all out. Um, and so you got an opportunity in a 50 miler without, you know, all the stress associated with a hundred miler to go into a dark place and to practice some mental tactics and to, you know, work on, work on the mental game. And as you know, that's like primary focus within these 200 milers Yeah, is to, you know, build self-efficacy and <laughs> be able to talk yourself through and problem solve on one of these, these issues that you experienced. Yeah. And so you got practice doing that and then you got practice with, you know, the elements and the, the terrain and yeah, so many valuable things to take away from this. this yeah. And, and that's what I had to, you know, even in the, in the middle of it, I just, just had to, had to focus on that. And that, that helped. I mean, it gave me something like, okay, there's a reason, there's a reason for this suffering, you know, um, not just to finish a race I, I've done already. The, uh, you know, one of the things that kept, um, so in 2019, when I did this race, I, I finished in seventh place and my time was, I think, 839. So, uh, two things. My, my time this year was 1213. Yeah. But to just to show how tough it was, my seventh place finish time from 2019 would have won it by 15 minutes this year. So it was, <laughs> it was, a uh, it was a hard race for everybody. Uh, they hadn't posted DNFs or anything yet, uh, but you know, anyway, uh, it was, it was a tough race, but you know, and you, some of those things, if you start focusing on that, like, man, this is taking me forever. And I, I was able to do this and, you know, you can really continue to be negative and, and, and go down that path. And, you know, people hear me say, they're probably tired of hearing me say this and, and you might even be too clever. I, when I, when I go into the aid stations, even when I felt bad, I would joke around with the people and, you know, um, even th that one where I end up throwing up after when I went in, they're like, how you doing? I'm like, oh, about as bad as these guys, you know, the guys that were, you know, shaking and everything else. It was just, you know, and I'm trying to encourage and just trying to be positive. 
you know, and, and man, you just, you just have to, you know, you, you've got to do that. And, um, you know, I got to just reinforce that and practice that. And I even got to experience some other runners that I had one a guy I met at Silver Heels, his name's Nick, good guy, I ended up running with him a little bit. And he was an encouragement to me, you know, he just talked and he was, he's a happy guy. And he even, he was having some tough time. And like, when we got a little bit of overcast and it drizzled, it's, you know, in the afternoon, it got a little cool for a little while. He's like, game changer, you know? And I'm like, yeah, you know, and we were just kind of, you know, rooting each other on. And that's one of the things I love about our sport, man, is, is, you know, we can be an encouragement to others. And I don't, think of myself as somebody that needs a whole lot of encouragement, but it encouraged me, man. It helped me, you know? So I appreciated that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, going through, let me, I'm looking at my notes here cause I want to make sure we, you know, we, we cover, uh, all the things. Um, oh, so here's, here's the, the big indicator. You see this in bold on the notes I shared with you, Cliff. So I weighed over 175 pounds before I left for Colorado. Of course, I didn't have a scale because we're out there camping and we don't weigh people anymore at races. So uh, the race was over Saturday night. Uh, We could talk a little bit about recovery. Um, So I got back to where I was camping and I'm trying to eat. My stomach's still messed up. I'm trying to drink. I'm trying to clean myself off with some... um, some wet wipes or whatever because it's cold it's getting cold it's getting dark rain's about to come so i had a little bit of food that they had for me i'm trying to drink some stuff and it starts raining so i just got to hurry up and get in the back of my truck to sleep so i'm not properly you know uh i don't have an i didn't i didn't have proper uh, hydration or food or nutrition afterwards so i'm I have sl- laying there sleep trying to sleep at night everything's cramping you know you know, two o'clock in the morning from a dead sleep when you, your hamstring just locks up or you turn a little bit and your calf locks up, it was miserable. I got maybe, maybe two, three hours of sleep. It was rough. But I got up the next morning. Weather was okay. I ate a big breakfast, uh, drank a good bit, let it settle down, and I went on my two-hour run, didn't push it, used my trekking poles, you know, worked on that. That's, a, that's something that I need to work on for the 200s. And uh, so anyway, came back on the way back. I ate, I drank uh, a few meals, driving 10 hours back to Oklahoma. Ate good when I got home, got up the next morning, breakfast, everything else, and weighed myself. So the Monday morning after meals and hydration and all that stuff, I still weighed only 166.6 pounds. So I was still down eight and a half pounds or something, maybe more. Cause I think I was over 175 before I left after all that eating and stuff, I was severely dehydrated, man. I, I didn't, I didn't realize it was that bad, but I yeah. was, I was very depleted. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Yeah. So, um, you know, to everybody listening out there, yeah. Make sure you, you hydrate. <laughs> <laughs> and and um i was taking when i realized i was uh, during the race when i realized i was getting behind on electrolytes and everything uh i was taking salt pills i would take one every 15 minutes for a little while and and then my that, that started turning my stomach it was only you know i was just trying to catch up and it's hard to catch up when you get behind i think the the lesson is try not to get behind stay ahead of nutrition hydration electrolytes as much as you can uh, because when you're racing man it's just it's hard to catch up you're going to continue to sweat you're going to continue to burn calories um you've got to got to stay ahead you're already going to run a deficit even if you can take down 300 calories an hour on that and it's hard to keep up with your sweat and salt and in a different environment so uh any any other tips on that yeah and the hydration piece yeah the hydration piece is something we're gonna have to when we go into the three-day training camp when back when you're back in colorado for your next trip yeah um that's something we're gonna have to have perfected for that race to give you a good experience so that you can say hey you know you, you executed it you're confident in it and that'll carry over you know into into the races but um, just for the listeners to kind of understand the strategy behind that and just how important it is. Um, there's, there's, there's two line of thoughts when it comes to hydration. I'll, I'll share exactly where I stand on it. Um, one is, is it, is a drink to thirst strategy. And that's kind of where you just, uh, you intuitively drink based on thirst. And so, Hey, I'm thirsty. I should drink. That makes a lot of common sense. And there's a lot of research out there and science that supports that. But all of it is very specific to like marathon fitness 
And um, within, you know, a marathon, we can finish a race significantly dehydrated and um, our performance won't suffer that much. But within ultra marathon, it's um, a little bit more dangerous <laughs> yeah. and uh, it will definitely in- interfere performance. So I, I, I have more, I follow the other line of thought where we should be able to um, base a target of hydration um, based on a sweat rate. And so for the sweat rate, we, um, we dial that in, um, with, you'll go out for an hour run in similar conditions and a similar effort to what you anticipate on race day. And we will take your, your weight loss and we will, um, aim to replace 90 to 95% of that loss in fluids, um, with water per, per hour. Yeah. Now that's pretty straightforward and simple. So, you know, um, the, the, the complexity comes in to the electrolytes Yeah. because, um, you know, if you're, if you're taking in, um, too much sodium, too much salt, then that's going to increase your thirst and that's going to cause you to overdrink, which is hyponatremia, which is actually more serious, more dangerous than dehydration. And so we have to make sure we're not taking in too many electrolytes, but if you don't take in enough electrolytes, then you could risk all other kinds of issues. Um, you feel just lethargic, lack of energy. Um, then you can also have the cramping and, and all, all sorts of problems. So, where we want to be is somewhere between 600 to 800 milligrams of salt per liter of fluid consumed. Notice that's not based on a per hour measurement. It's, it's based on how much fluid you consume. And so for every liter that you consume in fluids, we want to have somewhere between 600 to 800 milligrams of salt. Um, now we have to have that pretty dialed in going into this next next race um, to, to practice that in that type of environment to make sure that it, it, it withholds the, the, the test yeah. and that it's a good strategy going into um, to the races. Um, so yeah, it's, that can be a little bit more, more complex and nuanced, especially if you've got, um, you know, multiple sources of calories and yeah. you know, you're getting electrolytes from gels and aid station foods. And then if you've got liquid calories, that makes everything way more complicated, which is why I'm a big fan of, of keeping, you know, calories in your pocket and, and, you know, fluids in your bottles. And, and that's one of the things that like, makes everything a lot more simple. Yeah. And that's one of the things that's been, that's good about having these races to train ahead of time. Cause I'm still, I'm still tweaking stuff, you know, after the Moab debacle, um, I'm, I'm, um, you know, working on getting my electrolytes. I was trying to do it for more from electrolyte pills and just drink, just have water. Um, and, um, you know, I still have a few liquid calories, but for this one, I just had, uh, just a couple bottles of liquid calories. Uh, I didn't focus on that. I, I did a lot of spring energy which seemed to seem to work I, I did it for the dreadmill hundred but it, uh, it worked well when i was able to keep it down um so i, I like that um and uh experimenting with a uh, mirror uh I've, I've done some of them on training runs so i had some of those mixed in and just a few different things i didn't eat much at aid station except the watermelon i talked about earlier um and um so um yeah it gave me time to kind of experiment and, and find out okay i need to need to tweak some things and, and be more intentional about like electrolytes, um, you know, how much I'm taking and, and all that, um, uh, just really getting it dialed in because it's, it's, a um, it's easy to just get in a race and try to do it on feel and figure out, ah, I'll just wing it. I, I think I'm good, you know, but it's better just to have a plan. And if you have to deviate because something's not working, then you deviate, but don't just start by deviating based upon how you feel, you know? So um, that's a lesson learned, you know, we can all think we're kind of have it together and then you realize you don't. <laughs> so, right. Uh, yeah. So then you get punched that, in the mouth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everybody's got a plan. So they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> exactly. So, so that'll be a big, uh, that'll be a good, a good thing to, to get done for, um, uh, uh, silver rush. And then, uh, you know, 
it'll be fun. It'll be good. And it's always, you know, it's good, good time out in the mountains, but it'll be a good focus. I'm make it fun to figure out what's going to work, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you bet. Oh, looks like we're And it's just going to be really interesting too, because. One second. I'm gonna, this thing is, you still hear me? Yeah. One, one second. It's uh, all right. It pauses. Okay. I think we're good now. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's going to be real interesting to see the, the, because it's a three day training camp out there at the next time. Yeah. And so, um, we're going to learn a lot of lessons. You know, you learned a lot of lessons that first day in the 50 miler, but we're going to learn a lot of lessons this next time around on day two and day three. Yeah. Because that really complicates things in terms of nutrition, hydration, because you're going into those next few days in such a deficit, which is really how we we essentially recreate, you know, a 200 mile experience spread out, you know, um, over a three day training. Yeah. And that, that, you know, you know, we're not run 200 miles by any means, but we can still simulate those types of stresses and see how your body responds and how, where we need to adjust and adapt, um, in terms of nutrition, hydration. Yeah. And, and that's going to be so important to make sure that, you know, when we finish 50 miles, getting, getting nutrition in me, hydration, and you just make sure everything is good for the next day and the next day. And just, yeah, yep. continuing that beyond the 50 miler. So, uh, it's, yeah, that's good, man. That's why we, you know, do what we do. And, uh, you know, do these B races to get ready for the A races and races like this, man, remind us, uh, you know, that we can have struggles and, and, you know, no matter how many you've done, you can crash and burn, uh, you know, DNFs happen, um, stuff happens. And so, uh, yeah, we, you had a, you had, uh, yeah, I I think so. I think, um, I think if we got out on top and, um, just smoked every race and did great and, you know, I don't know, it'd be too easy. (laughs) We need some humbling. (laughs) Yeah. We just, we just got to have realistic expectations and, you know, if we expect everything to go perfect every time, then our expectations are off. Yeah. uh, When we can expect to go into a, you know, even, one of these 200s let's just expect it we expect something to go wrong yeah and we also expect that you're strong enough to work your way through it problem solve and and figure it out along the way yeah so um but you know to go into it and expect for three 200 mile races in a three month time frame for you to go in and just have you know perfectly executed races it's not gonna happen that's unrealistic <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah and 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 that's and that's one of the one of those positives i took away from it i i was just kind of like okay i can still finish this i can still do this and i can figure it out and if i can't figure it out i can still keep moving forward you know um so um right yeah. Mental, mental tough. It, it, it I, from experience and then it, it's going to give me more, you know, just knowing, all right, I could, I could keep going. I can, I can, I feel really bad, but I can step forward. <laughs> you know, I was going to, I was going to ask you, did you find yourself using the, the rise acronym? Yeah. Yeah. And, that and, one? Yeah. And I, I can't remember exactly what they all stand for, but I, I do the, I do the, yep. I do, you know, identify. Okay. Let's go through it. What's, what's, what's the R. Yep. All right. So, so the R is to, uh, recognize yep. and that's to, uh, recognize your thoughts. And so, you know, um, how are we talking to ourselves? What are we thinking in the moment? Our thoughts are, you know, several words to several sentences of, you know, good or bad, but, um, then the thoughts, uh, will always lead to emotion. So the I stands for identify your emotions. So R, recognize your thoughts. I, identify your emotions. Am I hopeless? Am I, um, you know, uh, wow. Obviously, I'm not very good with emotions. <laughs> Many emotions. Um, am I? Am I hopeless? Am I sad? Am I? You know, am I angry? Um, you know, what? Identifying that emotion is really important because emotions will always lead to an action. So, if I'm angry, I might be hastily, um, you know, doing something that's not beneficial. Um, 
if I'm hopeless, I might, uh, you know, be inclined to quit. So yeah. um, it's important to identify those emotions. Um, the, the S is to switch focus. And so once we've kind of identified our thinking and how we're feeling, then we can, that's kind of an observation phase. Well, we can move from observer to director and we're going to direct our thoughts somewhere else and therefore direct our emotions to a more positive emotion that will serve us in that space. And then the E is just simply to execute. Let's, let's, uh, let's execute on, on our new focus. Yeah, that's good. I, I forgot. I, I, I think I, I don't use the exact acronym, but I, I do all those steps. Like, all right, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. This is how I feel. And, and it, it helps. It just kind of mm-hmm. gets you outside of yourself a little bit. All right, step outside of this mess and look at it. And let's, let's see what's really going on and try to fix it, you know, and do what you can and what you can't do anything about adapt and conquer something. I don't know, figure it out, but um, that's right. Yeah. So it's good, man. And that, that, that's a, that's a good tool uh, for everybody to use. Um, so man, okay. Anything that we need, we need to talk about, I want to talk about your experience uh, this past weekend too. Um, anything else on North Fork? I'm looking at the notes here, man. Anything else that we can, that I need to learn or we can teach somebody else? But I think we've covered most of it. Yeah. It, it is a good race though. For those of you out there, don't, 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 you know, shun the race. It's just a tough, tough day for a lot of people. Races 50 miles are tough. Ultras are tough. Uh, it's a good race. Good time out in the mountains. Um, so I do recommend it. I just had. And I think just one thing to drive home and you already mentioned it is, you know, the very beginning is just, you had expectations going into this race. It was yep. a training run. It was about learning. It was about applying strategies and seeing what we can do better. And I think that whenever we have that expectation or that purpose for every single, whether it be a training run, like even a recovery run, like, okay, what's my purpose today? What are my expectations for this one hour easy run? Well, that, that keeps us congruent with uh, what we're supposed to be doing in the moment. Yeah. And so that can be applicable to these easy, like one hour recovery runs. Okay. I need to slow it down. I need to dial it back because my purpose today is to recover from a hard effort yeah. and be ready, you know, for another hard effort tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but it's the same thing in, in these B races um, or, or a races of like, Hey, my expectations, this is who I'm going to be. This is why I'm out here. This is what I can align my actions with what I'm supposed to be doing out here. Yeah, that's good. And that makes it a whole lot easier to put one. Thanks. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. Got to keep moving. All right. Well, all right. We got, we got internet unstable for a second. Let's see if it catches up. All right, cool. We're good. Um, I don't know why we're having trouble today. But so, Cliff, you've been uh, you've been cruising, man. You've been doing a lot of good training. You are fit. Um, you're you're uh, looking at your interval times, man. I was like, dude is trucking. <laughs> so um, you had a race this weekend, but it was uh, it wasn't an A race. Um, your A race is Arkansas Traveler um, that you're, you, you're getting ready for. I can't wait to see what you do out there. But uh, you had some issues leading, you know, coming into, into it. You know, those stinking issues, injuries, niggles that, that sneak up on us when everything's like just firing on all cylinders. So let's talk a little bit about, in your experience, um, going into your, your expectations originally for this race, what happened and then how you adjusted and, and what you did. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a prime example of what we just covered about, about expectations. And so, um, Tuesday last week before, uh, War Eagle 50 K that was this last Saturday. Um, you know, I had expectations of, of going in and, and having a really good training race, B race, um, setting the PR on the course, um, placing, um, fitness was, is lining up for it. Everything was really good. Um, but I, I had a minor calf strain on Tuesday. Uh, turns out I had a nerve issue going on that led to the calf strain. The calf would heal up after, you know, 24 hours and then the nerve problem would still be there and I'd re-injure it. 
every time I try and get out and run. So the day before the race, I couldn't run much more than two and a half miles. And so I had to change my expectations and say, you know, I just, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to get on the starting line and I'm going to be with my trail running family and I'm going to see what happens. And if it, you know, since it was a nerve thing, um, who knows, we're kind of finicky. You know, I could just, it could be completely gone. Um, or I could still have lingering effects. Yeah. So, um, my expectation was that, uh, you know, I made DNF in the first mile and I'll be okay with that. Um, because I was not willing to sacrifice future training for the sake of pushing through a small injury and making it worse, um, you know, for a B race, it just wasn't worth it to me. So, um, so yeah, um, I made it past the first mile (laughs) actually was feeling really good. Um, I was on a, on a really good pace and then, uh, nine miles in it, um, I could feel it. And it's one of those things where it just kind of fatigues progressively and 9.4, like even half a mile later, I knew that, well, there's no way I'm going to be able to continue. So I I pulled the plug. Um, It was hard, but uh, looking back on it now, I'm really happy with that decision because, um, you know, I took a day off on Sunday and then yesterday I was able to get in a solid you know, easy eight miles. And today I was able to put in the easy 10 miles. And then I, I suspect that next week I'll be able to resume with uh, lactate threshold work, high intensity work yeah. and, and be back up to my regular training volume. So really glad that I didn't set myself back and sacrifice my future goals for uh, a training race. Yeah. And that's, that's it. That's why identifying it as a train, you know, if, if, if I'd have thought at one moment this weekend that my, that I was injuring myself or that I was doing something that would jeopardize my a races, then, then I'd have pulled the plug. I mean, just, that's just the, the smart thing to do. You know, um, if you want to, you want to yeah. keep doing this sport for a long time and do the races you want, you know? Yeah. And you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't do it if you were, if you were out on a five hour training run out on Turkey mountain and you know, you had something come up, you know, an hour or two into the, into the training run, you wouldn't think, well, I've got to gut this out and make it through my five hour training run. Right. You think, Oh, well, I got to make sure that I don't make it worse. Yeah. And so that's how we have to look at these B races and these, these training races um, as stepping stones to get to our ultimate a race. Um, no different. I think that's why we have to be careful. And, and, and we've had some of these group conversations before, you know, there's, there's, there's some mentality out there where you just, you got to push through everything. Like if it, you know, no, no pain, no gain, you know? And, and, and I think, I think there's a, there's a place for mental toughness. There's a place to push through pain because ultras hurt. They already do every, you know, but um, identifying those pains that can, um, that can just, uh, you know, throw our goals out the window and take, take away our future, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, our, our future achievements. So, um, yeah, I, I said there's a, there's a line there, you know. Um, sometimes it's hard to yeah. know, too. I mean, sometimes yeah, – go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just going to say we're always going to have those little little niggles and, and little pains and, and issues that just goes along with the territory of, of, of running, especially for high-volume athletes like, like you and I. Yeah. We're going to have pain on a daily basis that we have to push through and work through in the training process. And we got to take care of ourselves, nutrition and recovery and, you know, smart training and those kind of things. And we've got to push through those things. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, in a entirely different compartment, entirely different bucket is, is injuries that will sideline us from future training and racing if we're not intelligent <laughs> yeah. in, you know, the moment. And so the only thing, the only benefit of pushing through an injury like that is getting really good at pushing through injuries. <laughs> we don't want to be injured athletes. So let's yeah. not, let's not even go there. I mean, like there was a, there was a guy, you know, who's, who's well known who, got COVID and went and ran a marathon with COVID. I don't know if it's making a point or what, but wow. And I look at stuff like that, like just for the sake of being hard. And I look at that and I think, 
dude, do you not even think about tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no Maybe kidding. Um, and that's okay. Like, I'm not going to question his motive, but if, you know, if it's someone that I'm working with or my own body um, and I have a goal, an ultimate goal, then I want to make sure that everything I do between now and then puts me in a good place to achieve that goal. I want to be goal oriented and not ego oriented. Yeah. That's where I can put it. Yeah. Goal oriented, not ego oriented. It's true. I think, I think for me, and I I agree with all that a hundred percent. I think for me, the hard thing is, is identifying those sometimes, I've been on runs before races and, and I'll feel something. And I was like, man, that feels like an injury. It or feels like it could be an injury. And, and so I'm just hang on, you know, and you hang on and it goes away and it never happens again. And you're like, when the, what was that? You know, it felt like it could have been a calf tear or something. And it was, it ends up being nothing. So I think that's the, but it's just being smart, you know, backing off, you know, processing, okay, what is that? Let's, let's see, uh, let's see how this is, you know, and, and just giving it, maybe giving it time unless it's really bad. But uh, yeah, that's the hard part. Sometimes just, you know, figuring out what's an injury, what's just sore, what, you know, and starting to know yourself, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm not a physical therapist, so this is a little bit outside my area of expertise, but yeah. you know, I'm real close to, um, to my, to my physical therapist, Derek Lee, you know, who I, who I coach. Yeah. And, um, you know, something that he taught me that that's really stuck with me is that, um, you know, if you've got a expected or suspected injury, um, if it gets, if it stays the same or if it gets better over time throughout a training run or a race, then that's a really good sign. and something you can push through. Yeah. Um, if it gets worse as you go and it impacts your mechanics mm. so that you're running differently, yeah, then that's an indication that you need to stop and live the fight by the day because gotcha. you can create a chain reaction of all kinds of problems, including furthering that, that, you know, acute injury, but also having other ones because you change up your, your mechanics. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of been my, my rule of thumb. If it gets worse progressively, then I'm not doing myself any benefit. Now, if Arkansas Traveler comes around and I'm having some issues, you know, I, at that point in time, it's it's worth it. If I'll run on a broken leg if I have to to get that goal, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> to, to finish. It. You know, I'll yeah. I'll practice running through injuries and that because that's my A race and everything I'm doing right now is to lead up to that. And, you know, I don't care if I have to run on, on something broken yeah. you know, to accomplish that. Um, but if it's a training run or a race preparing for the A race, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's, that's it. So yeah, defining, defining your, uh, your races, defining what you're doing and just, that's it. That's it. So, no, that's good, man. Uh, well, I hope, um, you know, one of the, that's one of the reasons I, I got you on here. I figured it'd be great you always drop some, some good wisdom and uh, you know, I get to hear it more often than, than a lot of folks. So I figured it'd be good to, to share it with, with anybody. Thanks, so, yeah, man. And uh, so um, I, I wish you well for, for traveler. We'll be talking before that and everything. We got a lot, we got a lot of, a lot of stuff Bet. going on before that, but um, anyway, um, thanks. We got, and, we got full moon together. Oh yeah. We got full moon. I almost, for, I almost forget about that. Cause I added it. Kinda, together. It's a B race. So that'll be fine. Yeah. But you're going to be flying. I'm not going to yep. be pushing as hard as you. <laughs> 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 we'll get to start together and and, and, we'll and, and hang out afterwards. We'll man. see. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that'll <laughs> that's going to be fun. Yeah. That's a fun race. Uh, I would say if people want to look into it, but I think it's sold out twice. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> sold out twice yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's a popular one yeah yeah <laughs> oh man well cliff always a pleasure to have you on man and um yeah you keep on trucking man hope, Likewise, you, man. hope your calf Honored. gets to 100 quick thanks brother and i know that you're you're still trying to recover from this this last weekend so um just let me know and we can adjust tomorrow if we need to because you gotta you get a piece of a workout tomorrow okay yeah i'm uh i'm, I'm eyeing it with the eyebrow up, just trying to decide. <laughs> so so yep. we'll see. I didn't, I didn't know we were going to anticipate and go through a lot of these, uh, you know, stressful things over the weekend. So I think it probably good if we push it out and then, and, and have some more recovery leading into it. So, 
Yeah, there's part of me that wants to push through it. Yeah, it's part of me that wants to push through it. But then there's another part of me that while we're like, the wisdom would probably be to recover just a little bit more. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, we should. We should. We should opt for recovery. (laughs) All right. That sounds good, man. All right, brother. 